Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. As usual, life could be a little bit miserable. Life could be a little bit dark, but we're here to bring you a little bit of light and a little bit of joy because I'm Bradley and once again, I'm joined by the lovely Stu. How you doing, Stu? Uh, trying to be lovely, you know, trying every day, trying very hard. And uh, yeah, sometimes succeeding. I don't know. I have to ask my wife. Uh, she's uh, She's the arbiter of these things. But I do my best. She decides if you're lovely or not. That's right. Yeah. Naughty or nice. Oh, all that caper. She's always on the phone to be complaining, Stu. So, you know. <laughs> not surprised, to be quite honest. She's not. Just in case. I don't, I don't want you to have you through your head going, oh, God, are they having some kind of sordid affair from like 300 miles apart? What's going well, just, on? No. Just a criticism of me kind of affair. You know, it warrants it. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, are you happy to play amateur psychiatrist? For a couple of minutes, Joe. Certainly. Happy to give it a go. Excellent. So, I've been having a series of dreams this week. Um, recurring. Um, so, to give a bit of context, have you heard of a certain gentleman called Ron Jeremy? I have. A very famous one, yes. Yes, yes. So, you might have an idea where this might be going. But it does go a bit left field, so it's not going where you think it's going. For those who may not be aware of a certain Ron Jeremy, he's a mustachioed gentleman, quite quite short, um, who is in the adult industry. Some likes to say that he, he likes to play with wood, and he likes meat. Not to be confused with Ron Swanson, of course, who's also mustachioed, not that short, also likes to play with wood and loves his meat. Just, just... just in case people got confused but anyway so series of dreams about uh ron jeremy um you might think you know where this is going you don't okay so ron jeremy he's not a famous porn star in my dreams no 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 ron jeremy has a series of basically mundane jobs um me and him are mates um so on a monday I went, in, I went into the bank and Ron Jeremy working in the bank. He's working as a teller. Now, this is Ron Jeremy. He's still got the hair, the moustache. He's still a bit chubby and everything. And he's got the accent and all that. You know, he's American accent. Um, going into the bank, he's just a teller. He's not even a bank manager. He's just a bank teller. The old dears love him because of his accent. And he's a bit, you know, a little bit of a chappy. And they, they love him. No mention of his cock. Or anything like that, right? <laughs> he just gets on with his job, works in that west, gets on with his job. Really lovely guy. Really lovely guy. I get to him. Lovely guy. Do my business. I pay in £10 because, you know, not mega bucks. Pay in £10 to the bank. See you, Ron. See you, Brad. Off I go. That's the dream. Tuesday, he's a quantity surveyor. I don't know what a quantity surveyor is, so I don't see him at work. No, instead, we go and have a cuppa. At the local calf. Get to Wednesday. He works in a supermarket. Not on the tills. Not important enough to work on the tills. Not an area manager or anything like that. He works out the back. Doesn't even get to do the forklift. Okay. He just works. He unloads the lorries. Puts the stuff on the shelf. That's it. Thursday. Ron's not around. Oh. What's wrong? He's lost his job. He hasn't got a job. It's like. Oh. So he's like. Where is he? He's down, he's down the job centre. He's there and he's chatting away. Right, the racists love him. This is a bunch of racists there. Um, the guys, the like, the left wingers love him because he's, he he doesn't care. He just doesn't do politics at all, Rod. So everyone loves Rod. He gets there, goes, he goes. I'm happy to do any job you want. And they go, all right. You ever thought about acting, Rod? 
And he goes, do you know what? It's not for me. Not for me. Got anything in a library? And I go, yeah, we actually we've got something in a library. You go and work in a library. And that was it. That was it. That was the week's dreams. With Ron Jeremy. Monday jobs, having a chat. That was it. Nothing about his giant penis. Nothing about his porn history. Nothing. He just worked a series of Monday jobs and we had a chat. What? 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 Okay, that is bizarre. Well, two things. First off, I thought this was a setup for a really big gag. Like no, I thought you at the end. I thought I, I honestly thought it was a setup for. I was going to have a, a dream last night, and I thought this is it, right? He's lost his job. He's gone in. They can offer him adult film star. No, nope, nothing. No, I thought it was going to end with. No, there's no gag either. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to end with something like well, the only job we can offer you is a blow job, but you know. That's weak source. But no, so I think, you know, put my psychiatrist hat on. I would say <laughs> that this represents... Get professional help. Yeah, <laughs> do it now. But uh, this, Ron Jeremy represents your your overwhelming sexuality, you see. And your your body, your brain is telling you that you need to calm down your Lothario ways and, and get a more stable situation going. Hence the mundane jobs, you see. So it's just your brain trying to, to reel you back in from being quite the, the sexual conquistador that you currently are, I think. I mean, the closest thing I've got to Rod Jeremy is the gut. That's about it. <laughs> Don't even know if the moustache, the long hair. I'm not a Lafario. I'm far from it. I look at the idea of doing that now, and I'm like, ah, oh, too much effort. Um, it's I've not tiring. even thought about Ron Jeremy for years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what sticks in my mind is when he's dressed as Mario because somebody on on our forum had him as an avatar. Um, oh yeah, the, yeah, but the Mario Paul yeah, that wrecked, that wrecked many a childhood, I think. <laughs> Ron Jeremy wrecked my childhood. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. But yeah, I just honestly, no point to that. Dreams are boring. It is a boring dream. Why is Ron Jeremy in it? So weird. Something I've not thought about for years. And I have only ever thought about it when he pops up accidentally. So weird. You've got problems. I know. I'm talking of weird. Talking of weird and problems. <laughs> Video games, <laughs> they're weird and many of them are problematic. Um, sure. The video game industry is probably more problematic than the porn industry. Oh, I don't know about that. But yeah, well, I'd say it's a quite yeah, expensive if you work at Ubisoft thing. or not. Yeah. So, um, ask the questions too, because I know I've got more than you. Downstairs. No. As Ron Jeremy always says. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Jesus Christ. Come on, let's move on from Ron Jeremy, because yeah, I'll, I'll just get out of my head, Ron. Yeah. Go on then. What have you been playing? Um, so the first game I've been playing see my head's gone now um, is Banishers Ghosts of New Eden um, which is um, a third person it's not like it's not Souls like but it kind of is it's an action RPG um, with like lots of narration to it lots of like um, lore going on around it um, where you there are two like the two main characters in it um one's scottish and i can't remember the other one's um accent uh but one's like this scottish guy the other one's a uh, a black woman um so already half of you know people are turning off because we don't put black women in our games reducing the white man down to a secondary role um, I'd be happy with him in because, a tertiary role, to be honest. Yeah, but yeah, go on. Uh, he seems fine. Do you know what the uh, the white male character seems fine? 
Um, they both seem fine as a whole. Um, it's a fine game. Um, it's about all I can really say about it. It's a like third person, as I said, the interaction between the two characters is actually really, really well done. And their story of their relationship builds throughout the opening hours that I've played of it. Um, I don't know how many hours long it is, but I'm not. I, if I was going to wait until I'm finished, I'll be waiting a long time because I'm playing this in, in sort of like fits and starts. Uh, but you've got like the big monsters that you would expect in a Blood Bowl or, or something like that. Um, it's i would say the the battling the actual um the actual fighting you do isn't as considered as a souls one which is why i can't put it as a souls bone type affair um it's a bit more actiony um i would say it's you know it kind of straddles that line between let's say like a hades or something like that it's all action and a blood ball stroke dark souls that's more considered it's kind of found a, a niche in between that so but you go through different environments, different biomes, story evolves, you meet different people, you upgrade because it's RPG-ish. Um, so you do all your upgrades, better weapons, better abilities, meet new people, get to do new things, go to new areas, fight different types of monsters. All of that is in there. You have to make some really tough decisions, uh, one of which I found, and again, I'm not going to spoil anything story-wise because I'm a big, I've said many times before, I don't do story in terms of trying to spoil story unless it's needed to set the tone of the game. Not needed here. It's a decent story with fine acting. Fine is about as about as I can say about the acting, but it's a really good story. Um, and the decisions you make do have consequences that work really, really well and make you consider what you're doing and how you're doing it, how you upgrade, how you interact with people, all that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, it's just a really good Sonic game. And it's one of those where I don't think it's going to be, you know, it's getting like nines and eights out of ten and everything like that. And it's, you know, by, by pure stats, it should be one of those. We go, no, this is game of the year discussion at the end. I don't think it'll be there um, as such, but I think it'll be fondly remembered, one of those. It's by um, Don't Nod. Um, so, who I believe are the only palindrome, pa palindrome dramatic, palindrome uh, publishers, uh, developers out there. Maybe not, but mm. I believe they palindromic? are. Palindromic? Um, Maybe. I don't know. Palindromic. Don't there we go. But, that thing mm. where, even though palindronic, palindrome isn't a palindrome, and it's, that does my head. It's like abbreviations are really long words. I hate it. So don't do that. Anyway. <laughs> um, but I don't know. So, yeah, the story and the development that came between the characters, you know that's going to be there based on their history. Um, but it's like they've gone, right, don't nod, have made an action game. And this is exactly what this is. Honestly, it's fine. Um, it's not wonderful, wonderful. But it's one of those where, do you know what, I'm going to keep it installed on the Steam Deck. I'm going to pop into it every now and again, play for an hour. Forget it for a few days to a week. Maybe go back and play another couple of hours. It's just one of those that will just be there. Um, and yeah, it does it does its job really well. It's a don't nod game with action. Um, and yeah, it's cool. It's just cool. Yeah, so that's like, um, is that our first kind yeah. of more action-y focused one since uh, Remember Me? Possibly, yes. That's a very long time ago, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. As good as Remember Me. I don't. See, this is put people off, I say that. Is it as good as Remember Me? Because I know a lot of people didn't like Remember Me. But I've spoke before about how much I really liked Remember Me. It's very different. Remember Me is more uncharted, I would say, with Don't Nod sensibilities to it whereas this is more bloodborne with don't nod sensibilities to it so they are very very different games clearly um but yeah it's one of those where i think they've deviated from what we know of them for which is the life is strange series where they're most famous and gone back to trying other stuff yeah and it's fine 45 quid uh, which used to be full price which is now not full price so Double A pricing, is that now? A pricing? I don't yeah, know. I but yes, 45 quid, which to me says, oh, that's like really expensive. But obviously today's prices, we're looking at 70 quid for 60 to 70 quid for for top budget games. So it's cheaper than that. Uh, and it's probably better than Suicide Squad. And yeah, well, there's no probably about it. It'll be better than Suicide Squad at a fraction of the price. So yeah, get this. Ooh, what isn't? But yeah, no, that uh, that sounds okay. I have kept my eye on this yeah. one. <clears throat> uh, it's one that I might might get, but it'll be one further down the line because again, cheap. But um, yeah, it looks it yeah. Looks also, interesting. it screams, it screams either later this year or early next year. Humble bundle. In all yeah. fairness, um, but yeah, it is. It, it's good. I'm glad I've got it. I don't know if I would have gone out and paid 45 quid for it. I got it for review, and I'm glad I got it. Got it sent through, um, and I'm glad I've got to play it. Um, it does that weird Destiny thing, by the way. This is so. This is my one criticism I have, and I, I will point this out. Um, but this is a personal thing. The way you do menus and everything has got that um, that Destiny thing where you get a reticle and you control it with the um, the left stick. Um, Give, fine if you want that, but give me the option of just pressing the D-pad and jumping between options. Yeah, I don't like that either. Um, yeah, you got to move your D, you got to move your left stick, and then hold down the button. Just give me basic menu. I get why they've done it; it makes sense, but it's not needed. It doesn't add to the experience, um, and it's one of those things that it's like someone tried it once, and everyone's going, "We've got to get this to stick." For whatever reason, going, "We've got to make this stick," and it's like just. Don't do that. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm completely with you on that one. Yeah, I I, I really yeah. don't like it. I think it's pointless. But yeah, there you go. Mm. So before you get onto your 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 game, um, I've got one more quick one I want to talk about, um, which fell on my lap, um, and it's it's really 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 intrigued me, um, and I do like it. Next up, I've been playing Quadroids, so. Do you know you, you you know what a puzzle platformer is, don't you? Stu? You know what a platformer is. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware of them. Yeah. Okay. So what if you had Mario, right? We'll use Mario as an example. Just the normal Mario, not not previous Mario that we was talking about. You have got Mario, and he's he's running a lot of his levels, doing his jumps, trying to get to the end. Now, what if I said to you, instead of just having one screen, you've got four different screens. And what if I said to you, that's fine, but we're also going to do it that you don't just control Mario on one screen or across four different screens as he jumps from level from bit to bit. What if you had to control Mario and Luigi on different screens at the same time? But what if I also told you that they're auto runners 
and each screen, screen quadrant, because there's four quadrants, has its own button. And you have to press the button at the right time to get them to jump onto a platform, to jump between platforms, to wall jump, to get to the end, or, or move to another screen to get to their goal. What if I told you you had to do that, Stu? Would your brain melt, Stu? Do you know, just hearing about it makes me feel a little bit stressed, so... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, what we have here, though, and the reason I want to point this one out and put this one out quickly is, get it? If you're into platformers, get it. Simple as that. That, that. That's where it goes, okay? It came out this week as of recording. So the 22nd of February it came out. Get it. Um, it's really interesting. It's dead simple once you get going. So it introduces it first going, oh, th this guy all runs your little character, your little quadroidy fella, auto-runs, um, and you, you, you'll say, right, now press left button to make, to make them jump. Okay, so you make your character jump. Oh, sweet. Then it introduces the extra screens. It goes, right, now you've got these extra screens. So to, to make your character jump on the top left screen, you press the LB button. To make them jump on the bottom left screen, it's the left trigger. Right button on the top right and right trigger on the bottom left. Oh, bottom right, sorry. And it goes, that's the controls. So when they're on this screen, you press this button to jump. On this screen, you press that button to jump. And then it introduces two or three levels where you do that. And it's like, this is really simple. And then it adds... Um, um, and yeah, so it'll go through the first screen and it'll run onto maybe like the foot bottom right screen from the top left uh, based on how they're all laid out. So you have to watch where they're going. So it teaches you all these little things. And then it adds in another character. Um, and one character might start in the top left. Another character might start the top right. And their goals are on different screens. So you've then got to teach your character You've got to learn to go, right, I've got to get this character to jump at this time on this screen, while this character jumps at this time on this screen. They will then go to different screens and then do this. And what you really get there is this, this great little concept of building you up to, right, it gets more complicated. And when you talk about how, how it goes, it sounds complicated, but the progression and the way it teaches you how each of these levels works and how the progression goes is sublime. It's a great example of, without literally saying to you, oh, this is how you do it, it teaches you as you go. Start simple and build. Um, and what I really like about it, and it's not perfect, don't get me wrong, some of the levels just like, are like, oh, I can't be asked with this. But on the whole, it's got this thing where there's three medals available. One just for completing a level, one for doing it with the least amount of possible actions, um, and then one for the time it takes you to do it. And each of those, so you might get a bronze medal on your time, but a gold medal for actions, for example. So you've got all these different like little things in there that add up, that make it really replayable. There's a good variety of, of level design in there that progresses with difficulty and complexity. Um, it's strategic in just the right way without taking away from the action of the platforming. Um, and yeah, it's just a dead fun game. And it's about a tenner. Uh, but again, it's another one where I'll just, you know what, I'll have it on me. I'll stay deck and pop back to it now and again. Uh, because now I've got the concept, it's dead simple. As, as complicated as it sounds from the outside, once you play it, it's brilliant. Nice. Yeah, that, that sounds really intriguing actually it does sound stressful but it also sounds intriguing and i always like it when you know 
people are trying to push the boundaries, do something a little bit new. And it doesn't frighten me off. And it's one of those things I will chuck a bit of cash at just to experience it. And I think £10 sounds about right. It's when it's that pitched level of like, yeah, I'll give that a go. And then even if you only play it for an hour or two, it's kind of kind of met its quota kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. It's £8.70 at the moment on uh, launch discount. Uh, I'm glad that's become a thing, by the way. Yes, yeah. Uh, more and more, especially on the indie side. It's like, oh, indie games seem to release with like a, a 10 to 25% launch discount. To, like uh, uh, More of that. It does help, uh, I we, definitely. We said years ago, yeah, we said years ago, going, instead of rewarding people who wait a few weeks, reward those who buy it and then put it full price. And more and more people seem to be doing it. So, yeah, good on them. It's £8.70 at the moment. Um, I've had more expensive tea and cake. Yeah, precisely, precisely. Oh, very good. Yeah. Um, also, not too many people buy it because I'm like in top 10 in the leaderboards in many other levels. So, you know. Um, yeah, but don't, yeah. Buy it. Um, <laughs> don't buy it. No, the reason I want to shout this out, and I'm probably going to sit this in next week's Indie Roundup as well, is its all-time peak is only three players. It deserves much, much more than that. Um, it's only got two reviews at the moment. It deserves more. Give it some love. Get it out there. Um, it's brilliant. Yeah, it certainly sounds good. Um, I will definitely stick that on the wish list, I reckon. Excellent. Do it. Um, so, anyway, that's that's me before I get to my main game afterwards. So, what have you been playing? I've been playing a real curio this week. Uh, a game called Ultros, which is a indie Metroidvania. And it's got a good few quirks to it. Now, I'll talk about the gameplay quirks first. So... One of the things that it's got is you, you're an adventurer and you, it's using, uh, at least mostly, and so far for me only, uh, melee weapons. So it's not a kind of, you know, it's more on the Castlevania side than on the Metroid side. And it's got all of a very kind of, you know, fairly standard power-up type situation. So you got, you know, dashes, double jumps, you know, wall jumping, all that sort of thing that you can collect. Um, all so far so standard. And it's, it, you know starting to sound already like it's something well trod but it really veers off that path believe me so the first thing is okay it, because i look sorry before you go because i looked at it and went oh this is like not another t dead cells movie yeah exactly you would kind of think that but it it, <laughs> it does enough different believe me it really does and the first thing it does different is it has a devil may cry thing of the the better that you uh, attack things i.e. the the wider range of attacks that you use the better the result of what you get as a pickup so when you defeat a monster it leaves behind like its carcass and the the you know you you either smash it to a bloody pulp by using the same action over and over again or you do it perfectly like you would in Devil May Cry and it gives you a better reward so it encourages you using the system quite well so that's clever secondly it has a system where you grow things it's not very sophisticated but it's there and it's good where you you know, collect seeds along the way and you plant them in certain areas in the level and it produces for you and then that changes as the game goes on as well because you've you know you've created this plant i've not seen the full extent of it but i think it's going somewhere um and that ties into the loop system so it's a little bit of a roguelike in that when you die, you lose your abilities and you have to go and pick them up. Now, you can get these 
tokens that allow you to lock an ability in place so that on your next round you still have it. Um, but they are limited, you know, there aren't just infinite number of them. Um, and you power up using health as well. So you've got to decide, oh, do I use this health or do I try and get to the next save state and spend the health points on, you know, upgrading myself? Um, so, yeah, there's a few quirks that gameplay-wise make it very different. The biggest difference are the visuals. Now, they are absolutely bananas. It's it's really <laughs> worth calling out because it doesn't look like anything else, really. It's full-on psychedelia. Um, it reminds me of, like, 1970s, like, album cover art, you know. Yeah, death metal kind of stuff, isn't it? It's, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. And, and sort of like, you know, bands like Yes and Hawkwind and all of those kind of, you know, all of those experimental kind of prog rock stuff. Yeah, my uncle had all these on vinyl by the looks of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It's one of them. And, it, you know, it it really feel, feeds into the mood because obviously I, you think about Metroid and it's very, you know, it's isolated and alien and you think about Castlevania and it's spooky and baroque. And this is just like a, a, a kind of visual overload and it's very, it's kind of very like messy as well. It's deliberately visually messy. There's, like you can deliberately splatter stuff, like not just the enemies, but you can smash things in the background and stuff goes everywhere. And it's obviously a very deliberate design to make it, you know, quite unique and quite, um, yeah, visceral sort of thing. Uh, it's a really curious, curious game. And I'm really quite impressed by what they've done with it, to be honest with you. And gameplay wise, it's, it's fun and it's engaging. I'm not a big fan of the whole loop and roguelike, thing with it i don't think it's strictly necessary in this game i I think they could have done without it it would have been absolutely fine but Mm. that said um even with that in place it's it's really it's really quite intriguing and you do want to see more that visual style you know like hollow knight in a complete it's like the polar opposite other end of the of the visual world from hollow knight which is so stripped back but it has that same thing of you want to explore, you want to see more. So it's a really curious game, but really worth checking out. Yeah, it's one of those where it's been on my wish list and off my wish list and on my wish list and off my wish list. And I've never been quite, do I want to keep it on? Then it came out, I looked at it and went, oh no, I'm off again. Um, I've just put it back on again. Um, because yeah it's it's got something but I wasn't sure I thought oh it's just another Dead Cells and hearing it's not just another Dead Cells um, has kind of piqued my interest again um, because yeah visually it looks so cool it does look really really cool and yeah. unlike, I think you're, you're right it's the polar opposite of um, Hollow Knight um, in that it could actually be a good game as well although he didn't Oh, I, I, we Hollow are on the same right. page on this. I did not. Yeah, Hollow Knight's all right. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan. I kind of like, I played Hollow Knight, and first of all, I was like, oh, I don't get it. And then I got it, and I was like, oh my God, this is really good. And then I was like, oh, God, can we hurry up? That's the exact same journey I went on, honestly. Yeah. Exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's um, yeah. Hollow Knight's a good game. I don't get the fuss. Uh, I'm hoping the second one doesn't come out this year because I've got it in my fantasy critic league as a as an alt pick. Um, that if it doesn't do well, I get points, or if it doesn't come out, I get points. Uh, 
I reckon the developers have realised, oh, crap, we can't turn this into a good game. It's just more the same. It's like being stuck four hours into Hollow Knight. <laughs> How do we change this? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, no, this looks, this looks far than interesting. And do you know what? I want to see more games made to look like 80s and 70s, like video covers and album covers and stuff like that, because that's when um, artists had fun. Um, yeah. I'm a, I'm a graphic designer and I even I forgot how to have fun with design. Um, yeah, I want to see someone make a Mega Man game style game, but using the um, original Mega Man cover art. That would be just so that cool. Be funny. <laughs> yeah. I know. Right, come on. And Ultros is close to that. With obviously, it's gone. It's not like the, the really bad video game art aesthetic. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like playing like you know something akin to a Metallica um, you know original before they became big type album um, so yeah it's back on price wise I'm a, I, that, that puts me off a little bit at the moment um, price always comes into it when you get to like Christmas time before and after price is something I really have to consider and I hate having to do it 20 quid seems fair but bits who steep to do you know what I'll give it a go price Yes, it is a little steep. I managed to get it for around, I think, 13 or 14 um, off. Uh, oh, I can't remember. It might have been, oh, no, Fanatical or, or Green Man Gaming or whatever. Oh, why the, why the good yeah, ones? Yeah, one of the good ones. It's not, not a dodgy <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, I got it with a stolen credit card off a of G2A. What? Yeah, precisely. <laughs> I stole it out of some kid's lunchbox. <laughs> but no, um, no, I got So have a look around, you know, have a look on, like, gg.deals or whatever and uh, see if you can get it cheaper if you if you're interested yeah, it's definitely worth looking up yeah no i think i'm just gonna yeah i'll wait till it get it in a sound nothing to do with the game's quality by the sounds of it uh, but purely because i've got plenty on and i'm like i'm waist deep into balatro at the moment which i'm not going to talk about today because i've already written about it i'm going to write more and i will be talking about it throughout the year what i will just say though is balatro by balatro um I kind of wanted to do this thing because I was going to talk about it and I realised, oh crap, I can't just talk about Balatro because I've got so many other games I need to actually cover. Uh, but 2024 already feels like the equivalent of you found a pound in 2023 and on the street, just laying there, you found a pound, you went into WH Smith, you bought a scratch card, you forgot to scratch off the scratch card and then in 2024, you found it in your coat pocket, you scratched it off and won a tenner. Because that's how 2024 is feeling already in terms of video games. Yeah, it's uh, there's a few good things piquing my interest, I have to say. Yeah, it's getting there. Definitely. Even some of the big boys are doing well. You know, you take out Suicide Squad and I think one of the other ones out of it. But like the new Final Fantasy, um, is, or the, the old new Final Fantasy, I don't know, whatever, uh, the remake, reimagining, whatever it is. Apparently that's doing really, really well. Um, even games like your Ultros here, and I say your Ultros like you made it, Ultros is like nines out of tens that I'm looking at the reviews. Um Quadroids is a really, really good game. Um, the one I spoke about, I forgot his name, <laughs> Banishers. That's getting eights and nines out of tens. And that's something I'm going, oh, it's definitely not going to be near the game of the year contenders because that's how good already it's been. And Balatro is, oh, Balatro is good. I'm going to talk about that more next week because, Stu. Yes. Have you finished talking about Ultros? <laughs> I didn't even give you a chance <laughs> to say I'm done. I'm done. Good, good. Um, 
My final game of this week is one I've had for a good couple of weeks and sort of um, not sure how I feel about it in a good way. Um, so it's called Solium Infernum. Um, and it's a kind of political grand strategy 4x civilization type game um, where you take it's called like the infernal throne so like I suppose you're like the god of the underworld in a way you know it's like you are the prince of darkness or, or whatever you've taken over that role um, and there's warring factions um, and so, so, first of all uh, what I like about this is essentially civilization-esque okay but rather than going down the oh look at all the old timey and like, oh, look, it's like real world people and stuff like that. it's got uh, screw all that um, metal cover um, it seems to be a theme this week. It's like, this has gone for, like, uh, Metallica, they've made a bit of their money, so they're going full-on devil um, art now. Um, that's what this game is to Civilization. Yeah, um, uh, yeah basically, you, you, you go through um, and you've essentially got to expand um, with your... With your, um, your faction i can't remember what they actually call them in there but basically you get your faction there's loads of other different factions playing uh, and you've got to basically spread out and you've got to be the one who controls the board essentially you've got to control the world and you do that by by doing various different tasks now you could do it by going to war you could do it politically you could do it by completing tasks of being the one who um who has carries favour with the grand master, mistress, you know, person. Um, you could interact with people. You could do trade deals. All that stuff that comes with these kind of political strategy for 4X style games. Oh, it's all in there, but with an underworld tone to it. Um, and I don't get it. I'm not very good at it. Um, but... At the same time, yes, I'm not very good at it, but my first playthrough, I was like, I don't get this at all. I don't know what I'm what. Oh, God, I don't know if I'm going to talk about this. I looked up and I stuck eight hours into it. But I, 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 I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't win. Yeah. I didn't even know if I was close to winning, but I somehow stuck eight hours into it. I was like, okay. What? God, those... How did that happen? Yeah, they're pretty rare, them. Yeah, it's nice when those come on. And it wasn't a case of I wasn't enjoying it. The turn-by-turn the, the, the -turn stuff that you do is fine. Um, it's absolutely fine. It's all it's all there, and that's all really well done. Um, the fact it's dark, I think, really helps because it's easy to read, which helps things. Yeah. Um, and I think the story that's in there as well, you know, they say it's inspired by Milton's epic poem, Paradise Lost. Um which I think I know of Paradise Lost, but it's not something that resonates with me. But I, from what I understand, or from what I remember, it's a, um, it is a very, very, very dark and interesting poem that tells quite the story. Um, so if you basically offer something like that, then, yeah, do you know what? Fair enough. And, yeah, I, I, I really, really enjoy it. Visually, it's really good. The gameplay's really fun. And you get the idea of it. I'm just not very, very good at it. Um, it's by League of Geeks. 
um, who some people might know, but unless you're into their games, you might not know. So they done one of my favourite video game-based board games um, called Armello, which is, again, it's a board game. You roll dice, you do your things, you take your turns, and you've got to basically complete these tasks to win to win the board. Uh, but it uses... What's that thing called where you've got animals, but they're almost like human-like in their in their thing? Anthropomorphic. That's the one, not animatronic. That's the word. I knew it was <laughs> animatronic, but I couldn't think of what Close. it was. Um, yeah, um, and that was really, really good. It's one of those games that's been out for, Jesus Christ, nearly 10 years now, which blows my mind. I still thought it was in early access. It's not. It's been out for like 10 years. Um, and I really enjoyed it. They also have an early access game called Jump Light Odyssey, which I covered for the podcast last year which i don't think much of there's a lot wrong with it but it's still early access but again the trappings of that are in are in here but they seem to have taken whatever was wrong with jump like odyssey and whatever was right with um with armello they've kind of learned from both of those and produced what is i think probably their current piece de resistance um, i don't know what that was what that was. I don't know why I went and decided to French it up there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they've taken from both those games, the negative and the positive, and then added it to this. And it's a really, really solid game. That like I said, I don't get, I'm rubbish at, but I've wasted eight hours on. Um, actually, I've wasted about 15 hours on now because I went back and played more and lost another eight hours, nearly. Um, so take that as you will. As to whether it's a good game or not for me, Yes, it's a good game mechanically. Is it a good game in terms of what you could do with it? I haven't got a clue. All I know is, if you're getting me to waste 15 hours of my life on a game that I don't know what I'm doing in stuff, words, then, yeah, must be doing something, right? Absolutely. Yes, that's the proof of the uh, proof of the pudding being in the eating. And you're eating it, mm-hmm. and you're not stopping eating it. So it's, that's a winner. Yeah, that's a winner. And they've taken a risk as well. This is their first big price game. It's 30 quid, just over 30 quid, um, which I think is like twice the price of Armelo and three times the price of Jump Light Odyssey. So, um, but there's, I, I would argue, it's got three times the uh, the content looking at it so far in there. So, yeah, oh, well, yeah, fair play to them. It looks really good. I, I, I'm glad I've got it. Um, I don't get it fully, but I'm probably going to go in again at some point because it's 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 got its claws in. Um, so, cool. yeah. Ah, good stuff. Yeah, sounds like a an intriguing one. What I will say, though, this week, play Bellatro. Um, have you heard of Bellatro yet, Stu? I very much have, yeah. It seems to be taking everyone by storm, yeah. Yes. Have you played it, Stu? I dare say you haven't, because it's not your type of a game, I don't Do think. you know, I was so kind of impressed by what everyone was saying that I was going to try the demo, but the demo doesn't seem to be available now that it's got released, so I, I couldn't I couldn't get it. I Because I, I do wonder if the demo would absolutely cannibalise um, the... Um, some of the sales. The actual full mm. game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, it's a, a demo that is so feature-rich, I wondered what the um, full game could offer to make the demo not worthwhile having. Um, it does. Trust me. The full game is like, oh, my God, the demo is literally scratching the surface. Um, so it's... <coughs> Do you understand poker? Uh, not really, no. Okay. 
Do you understand cards? What a card is? I do, yes. And that they go from ace to king? I do. And you know what numbers are? I have a, yeah, a basic relationship with numbers. You know what a poker hand is, essentially. Yeah, you mostly. know what a pair is, a two pair, etc. Yeah. yeah, basically, this is why it's so much better than any other deck builder ever released. Um, and don't forget, I love my, myself a deck builder, Stu. Right, if I'm saying this is absolutely miles better than anything, you can take that one to, to the bank where uh, well, Jeremy works, if you want. <laughs> nice callback. I know. Um, I don't even plan these, honestly. Honestly, I, I don't. Um, the only thing I had notes, I had to remember what my dream seat, uh, order was because I didn't know if it actually had any bear in the order. So I did make some notes on the order of where he worked in my dreams. Anyway, um, yeah, basically, as long as you can understand what a pair is, two pair is, um, the, basically, the guy who made this is a lone developer. Um, and he basically said he wanted to make a game. There's no story, so there's no gubbins in there. Um, yet somehow it feels like there is, but without it getting in the way because you create it in your head. Because the the way the like the jokers are created and their look, it feels like there should be a story in a way. Um, and the way he like has little comments at the end of a run and stuff, it's oh, it's really cleverly done. But it's like the descriptions of what jokers do, like and how they buff your hands and your runs and stuff like that, are so concise and so short. So it'll go, oh, if you've got even cards, then you'll get an extra four times multi or four plus four mul uh, multiplier to your hands. Um, if you've got this type of card, you'll get 30 extra chips to, be, to add to your score before it's multiplied. So it's really simple as well. Um, and it's that simplicity and the um, just the little touches he's made. So, and again, this is really, really good. I've not touched this. You unlock cards as you go. Okay, and the more you play, the more you unlock. Some cards are difficult to unlock, some are really easy. Um, some require you to get really deep into the game, which is fine. What's one thing, right? Do you know whenever this has got so many unlocks that it requires you to play stupidly amount of hours to discover stuff in a game you've bought? What's one thing you would like to see in those games? Don't know, what would I like to see? A nice unlock all button that does nothing, doesn't punish you, just unlocks everything. Oh, very nice. Everything you can discover, it just goes, there you go, you can have that. Wow. I don't know. Fair play. Um, and, yeah, so he goes, yeah, this is the game I, I envisage. And I, you know, part of the fun is unlocking everything. But if you don't want to do that, because you have FOMO and stuff or whatever, if you don't want that, just unlock it all. Off you go. Um, what an accessibility option. Um, I could go, oh, you know, there's no dark mode or anything like that. I've not had any issues with looking at the cards uh, because... Again, because they're playing cards, and I know what a playing card is from memory as well, I get it. When I see them, even if I can't see them properly if I'm having a bad eye day, and I see a three of diamonds, for me, it's either three of diamonds or three of hearts. There's ways of just being able to differentiate enough. So, again, you, that barrier's not there. Um, so I can't even really pick on the accessibility options that are missing. Um the flow of the game, the way it goes, the way the buffs work, work the debuffs work. It uses the idea of blinds as levels. If anyone who plays poker knows, but even if you've never played poker, you don't really need to know. It's just like the first, it gets higher each time you go. Every third level, there's a boss. It just uses the word blind because people who play poker know what a blind is. Um, and it's not insulting me. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. I didn't want to talk about it today, but it's that good that I can't help myself. Um, I'm going to be doing a full write-up. It was part of um, the Indie Game Roundup. I'm going to be doing a full write-up on the game as well. It's Spoilers, it's going to be my game of the month. Um, I don't know what Stu's will be. It's my game of the month. It's going to be in that. Um, I'll probably do some video streams of it at some point that I'll add onto YouTube, um, show how good it is on the deck. Um, it's on Switch and everything else as well. I don't know if it's on Game Pass. I don't know if you can just test it on Game Pass. You can check that out, Stu. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's... it's I, I've always said there's no such thing as a perfect game. I, I, I... So excessed in my resolve with this one. Wow. Uh, because I, I I can't find any single negative with it. You've just got to know that, well, if I put a two, three, four, five, six together, they go in sequence and that's a straight because that tells me that's a straight as well. So I've learned, okay, so two, three, four, five, six, even I didn't know what a straight was before, it's told me, oh, if you press this button, it actually tells you how good that ranks and whether it's worth getting. And it's just, it's just every little bit i can't i say there's no criticism of the game but i can't look at it and go oh yeah but you know there's this which i like to do with with great games just go there is this that could that is perfect it's, it's perfect and yeah i didn't want to speak about it i was only going to do 30 seconds Stu. i'm really really sorry <laughs> no worries we'll have to wrap it up though yes right I, i'm so in that i was going to do a full outro and talk about other bit but i'll just i'll i'll shut up now as long as you buy Belatro. Well, I will eventually. I'm not sure when, but I will get it. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait to see. But uh, it certainly sounds great. But yeah, so that will do it for the week. As usual, follow all our content. Make sure that you go onto the socials and check us out. Go onto the website, look at all the reviews and stuff like that. And uh, join us on Discord if you want to chat. And apart from that, for the rest of the week, stay safe and stay sane. <laughs>